0: what's up everybody welcome back to the martian and ozzy podcast i'm the martian joined by my co-host as always ozzy this week we're going to be talking about the ufc 275 pay-per-view going down from singapore the first pay-per-view uh taking place in singapore in ufc history and it's a pretty fun card. i'm looking forward to it ozzy how we doing this week my man
1: awesome um yeah pay-per-view week uh you know back uh this week a little bit of uh I uh, think, I don't know when the last, pay- I guess we're one month from, from the last pay-per-view. So, yeah, you know, uh, more relevant fighters on it. You know, Yuri Prohosh got the top of it. Obviously, probably uh, one of the more, more exciting guys over on the division. And, uh, and yeah, you know, just hitting the stretch now with uh, UFC events literally every week. So, um, yeah, excited to, to be in a good groove and uh, get started with a ton of UFC fights overall across the road to UFC and the uh, pay-per-view as well
0: yeah not the strongest prelims definitely on the weaker side um you know a lot of uh uh asian and uh, australian fighters on the card uh some guys that don't fight too often but the main card i, I think it's structured pretty well jack Delegate getting his pay-per-view debut uh cop should be fun the rematch of uh, Joanna and uh, Zhang will be fun so good card ahead but before we jump into this card quick recap of last week i lost about a unit 0.96 units um you know Zalgas was obviously the the very disappointing uh loss there definitely should have got that decision i'm sure it probably you know made or break your night as well so how did you do last week
1: Ozzy? yeah down uh 3.43 units obviously the, the Zalgas you know that that just win you know win loss uh makes or breaks the night you know basically uh, overall um and then other than that i mean you know at, at the Saint-Denis uh, you know over um, i I felt like uh you know an okay bet overall, but um you know, I just expected Solzy to you know be able to retain his uh his ground his uh, guard a bit better, you know than that um and and but he was just taken down with way too much time left in the uh, in the round overall um to defend. but other than that, I mean a lot of my picks that you know are pretty solid, you know Silva, uh Tony gravely, overall, you know obviously Zolgas was the right side to be on. Um, and I guess there were a few other coin flip fights like the, um, Carolina, um, you know, being, being on her side as opposed to, you know, Felice Herring. So, you I know, mean, I thought the reads overall were all right, but yeah, you know, losing the biggest play in Zogus is always going to be, uh, you're going to usually come away with a L.
0: Yeah, he was at minus 300-something in round three. I mean, pretty bad decision there, widely regarded. Uh, speaking of bad decisions, I got a little lucky with my best bet of the week, Joe Selecki, you know, never in doubt there. That, um, was, crazy judges... lucky.
1: <laughs> no that draws was crazy eight... lucky.
0: No draws in eight months since uh, Grant Dawson's draw. Uh, so that yeah, streak's I'm ha- going on. I'm, ha- I'm
1: happy for Joe. Hopefully they match him up. I think he, sh- he should get a... He be like Thiago Moises, Moises are, is fighting. Are you uh, happy
0: for me you know. as well for, for winning the bet? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, 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 for sure. I wasn't on. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it was just very fortunate. I mean, I I I know you would have couldn't expect that, but um, but you know, Joe's fighting these close fights, so you know, you get the benefit of the doubt sometimes. You know, or I don't know how the fuck he won that fight <laughs> to be honest, but uh, you know that that was interesting. Even if even if he didn't get the point deducted though, Joe won. So that's like the funny part, yeah. that he didn't even need that. So whatever. <laughs> I
0: got lucky on one. We got burn on one. Um, But that's enough about last week. We got some prelims to dive into. Man, some of these fights are really bad, but I'm actually looking forward to them because like, they're so bad. Uh, and these first two are the epitome of that. Women's feather, right, women's go. featherweight, you know, <laughs> great division. We got Jocelyn Edwards, Ramona Pasqual. Uh, and the odds for this one, Edwards minus 161, Pasquale 141. Uh, I'll keep this one pretty simple. I mean, this Edwards woman, her takedown defense and her grappling is just so bad. I think betting her as a favorite in the UFC is crazy. And this Pasquale woman came in, got her ass kicked by uh, Nunes in her last fight. Uh, but she hit a few takedowns in that fight. She had two nice takedowns. She kept opposition. She seems like a decent grappler. And based on that alone, it's dog or pass. I mean, Jessica Rose Clark is past her prime. Her knees are shot. Uh, she's not even a good grappler. And she 30-27 Edwards in the grappling, which is easy takedowns. So, I mean, uh, Edwards is a terrible grappler. Um, and Pasqual is durable. She's going to be eating punches on the feet. She'll walk through them. She'll get a takedown. So, um, the, uh, the play here is probably going to be Pascuala plus money. I don't know if I'll work up the courage to actually bet her, but uh, no way you could be laying favorite chalk on Edwards.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> unfortunately, I played Pascuala against Nunez. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought that maybe she could uh, just get an early take that, and hold her down for the rest of the round. Well, I mean, obviously, I would agree. I mean, you know, uh, Edwards is just very wild with her strikes. So, like, she's the kind of girl that, I mean, you could let her come at you, blitz you, and then you can easily, like, uh you know, put your guard up and get, like, double underhooks in the clinch or basically just tackle her, you know, like she runs into you, you tackle her, you take her down. Uh, You know, as, as opposed to playing aside here, though, I kind of just like the goes the distance or the over here, just because, you know, Pascal, like you said, she showed that she was tough, I think a training cap under her belt. She should be in better shape, uh, you know, cardio-wise, and uh, and be able to still withstand the same amount of punches. And uh, you know, I mean, Edwards. She look. I mean, she doesn't look that fragile overall to me. I think Pasquale, you know, submission may be the most likely way it finishes, or um, Edwards throwing, you know, some crazy combination out there. But but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would lean towards Edwards. But uh, you know, I think the over that goes the distance. <coughs> even at juice prices probably okay
0: yeah the the Pascual sub probably just <coughs> ends by sub i'm sure ends by sub will be plus 300 um edwards can throw up an armbar off her back that we got to be aware of and speaking of armbars off the back silvana gomez juarez getting her third try in the ufc been armbarred twice in her first two fights nali yang is her opponent uh, this is going to be an electrifying fight juarez minus 131 Naliang yang plus 111 uh so Argentina versus China here, Ozzy. What's what's the pick?
1: Yeah, Argentina versus China. Obviously, another big big time rivalry. Um, <laughs> you know, read up on it. You know, <laughs> read up on it. But uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's a pretty funny fight overall, just cause <clears throat> it's both appropriate and like kind of like all right, like Silvana Gomez War is like we have a Chinese girl who only wins by armbar let's match you up with her on this singapore card it's just like so funny how it all works out uh but because it's just so women's mma but it's also like so chinese women's mma at the same time it's just so funny so anyway um i mean gomez juarez like she's she's on my forever shit list for getting armbarred in that last fight i had big dollars on her which is a crazy thing to say but i had pretty decent money on her to win that fight like i would have shipped a, a, a good amount let's just say <clears throat> it's a fine bet that plus that plus money against what's her name the and you know i just couldn't believe that this girl went back into her guard so she clearly does not have a brain um even at her advanced age so i like Naliang here i mean Naliang you know she's pretty sloppy but i mean that fight against um uh, carnalosi was just a weird fight like I don't know if it really should have got stopped there. I think, like, language barrier, like, Naliang was, I don't know, it was a weird fight. But I think Naliang, I mean, she's pretty tough overall. Even if this girl does drop her, like, uh, like she did her last opponent, I feel like Naliang can still, you know, finish her, get, get an armbar, get a submission, get on top. Like, so I'm not betting this. Don't get me wrong at all. 0% chance, nothing touching it. But I picked Naliang just because of how gomez Juarez shit the bed last
0: time. I'm not losing faith in her yet. I mean, she is 37 now. I think she probably has finally learned how to defend the arm bar. I mean, she's got to, right? She's got to. After the past two losses, you got to make that change. And on the feet, you know, Juarez actually moves kind of well. She's going to be winning the striking here, no doubt. Um, so. I mean, it's just a matter of can she avoid that armbar and Liang is, you know, a sub woman, but like her, her takedowns, her positional grappling looks so terrible to me. Just, you know, take traditional. Are great. No, just traditional, traditional Chinese jujitsu. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who who's teaching this woman, but um, she just struck me as a woman who like. All of her wins are over terrible competition and against Carnalosi, who's not even good. She's a physical imposing woman, but she's terrible skill wise. I mean, she was just able to to throw Liang around and I mean, Lang, Liang had top position in round two and like Carnalosi just like pushed her off with her foot and she, she gassed out really badly in that fight. So I'm, I'm thinking uh, Juarez here and uh, the over one and a half. Ozzy, don't you think the, o- the over being one and a half rounds is rather crazy in this fight?
1: A little bit, but <clears throat> I'm telling you, I can't touch this fight. I can't do it.
0: I don't, I think I might have to take the plunge on the over one and a half. Um, I I looked up some some stats on the over one and a half and women's fights. It's only hap- it's happened 184 times and it's gone over 132 of those times. So, it's going over at you know 70 percent rate or something like that. That was um, when it, in so. women's
1: MMA you said that's the rate in
0: women's MMA, yeah and the the ROI on under is minus -11%. So it just doesn't seem like a good bet historically. Um and I'm I'm willing to take the plunge. So let's go for it. Um also like like um Liang might just come out a little more like measured in this fight because she gassed out so badly in her last fight. She might come out, you know, with a different approach that's enough about those two fights though um those are fun to talk about next fight uh 135 division Ho kang taking on Dana baccaro we have the odds for this one are pretty close uh Dana minus one thirty-six, 136 Ho kang plus one thir- 116 so ozzy i know you're a big fan of Dana, a big hater of Ho kang and um this is a fun matchup though i, I like this matchmaking it's uh interesting though that, that Dana is coming off a uh, the knockout loss less than three months ago, it's like two and a half months when he's already back in there. I mean, he bounced right back up after that knockout. He didn't seem that badly, you know, phased. but I mean, he did get knocked out cold for a second there. So, um, on the other hand, you got Kang, who had had that you know pretty sloppy performance against Yaya. Uh, Ozzy, you know, called that fight extremely well. Um, you know, did I, I honestly thought rewatching that fight, Ozzy? I thought that your claim of hani Yaya being the best male grappler below one, what was it, the best one thirty five, one twenty five male grappler of all time? I think that that claim f- was under one fifty five, under
1: 155.
0: There you go. Because um, dude, mean, that in third round, I was just fight. watching
1: it. I was I was just yeah. watching it again today, and that third round by Yahya after he got rocked is just, like, just modern-day, gritty fucking wrestle jitsu. like, you know, just grabbing onto Kung Kong any way he can, dragging him to the fucking ground, you know, you know, gritting it out, taking his back, and, you know. I mean, if they would have gave that round to fucking Kung Kong, that's why the judging doesn't make sense, because, honestly, Kung Yookong, he hurt him in the first minute. And then he got controlled for the last, you know, four minutes. And Yahya clearly won the round. But if they judge that shit now, you know, six months later, I don't know. Maybe Kung Yo-Kong wins
0: yeah there's no consistency um but yeah you know he, he can just go on autopilot and he's an amazing grappler that, w- that was a great performance but um you know not too relevant for kang's fight now because he's fighting a guy who doesn't really grapple but we did see back hit a brief takedown on uh gutierrez at the end of round one kang been historically pretty easy to take down so look for back to uh, maybe mix in another takedown but uh, i saw back in that fight um is that he just he swings big punches from a long distance out but he his range finders his jab his you know it, it's not really there he doesn't have a way to set up his punches so he's he's pressuring you he's trying to set up that big punch he just doesn't have a, a good way to set it up with strikes and he really needs to work on something like a jab for instance um and the striking here i think is going to be pretty close because back row hits way harder um he's he's pretty durable but kang uh he knows how to throw calf kick he knows how to use his jab his length a little bit the guy's a pretty serviceable striker and Kang has hit takedowns in most of his fights. I think up until the the Yaya fight, he landed like a takedown in five or six straight fights. And he's a decent wrestler. He's kind of a lay and pray artist. He, he just, you know, lays on you the entire fight. Uh, doesn't really look to pass or submit. But I think that that is live here. So... For a fight that I think is pretty close standing, I give a slight edge to Dana and I give a pretty decent grappling edge to Kung Ho Kang here. Big experience edge for Kang too. He's been in the UFC almost 10 years. So I like this uh spot for Kang as an underdog. I got a unit on him at plus one twenty eight. Uh pass it
1: over to you, Ozzy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, matchup wise, I oh sorry. Uh matchup wise, I like it for Kung Yo Kang. I mean, you no. Know, even though he got was getting taken down and you know everything by uh by uh, Ronnie on the feet I mean he was looking all right like he was throwing some solid punches overall and you know I mean his gas wasn't you know all that great you know obviously I think uh it was a good entire thing that uh caused you know Ronnie to have all that success later on but uh but yeah I mean you know the the issue with deny is sometimes like I feel like you know, when you fight a guy like Kang, who, like I say, a lot of times can, uh, you know, can be, you know, a layered guy a bit. Like he can go to the clinch, he can shoot takedowns. You know, he could do all that stuff. Um, I think it, uh, it it could be a little bit difficult for for Donato to not establish his hands, and he doesn't really throw that many kicks. So I would lean towards the Kong Yo Kong side, but you know, I'm not really you know that enthusiastic to to take him here. Um, you know in, in terms of making it a you know a bet for me but uh but yeah i mean i wouldn't knock the play i definitely think that's a, probably the right side um just because i think gonna be a close fight overall so you know that's i'm kind of looking at the ghost the distance in this fight just because i think both guys are pretty evenly matched and you know the power fo- power shots i don't think uh you know i don't think uh kang is gonna be there to you know for them to be exchanged in too many power shots
0: yeah, I imagine, you know, the only real finish that I can see here is is the the Denon knockout uh with, you know, Kang being kind of a lame prey guy. I don't see him getting a finish, but do they not even have full props up for this yet? I wonder what Denon no scorecards has to be minus 200 or or more, right? Um let's see. yeah, minus 200 exactly. Honestly, there could be value on that. Kang does not finish, guys. Um they have this. This must be a mistake on bet online. They have Kang plus three and a half at minus 130. Um, maybe I should keep that to myself. If that's still up when you guys are listening to this, hit that line. Um, because this dude is always in close fights. Um, moving on, another close fight welterweight division. Jake Matthews taking on Andre Fialo uh fialo taking the ufc by storm a bit these past few months fialo minus 140 jake matthews plus 120 ozzy your thoughts on the first
1: welterweight fight on the card i mean i don't like jake jake matthews i mean this guy i mean he's like perpetually around like the top 15 the top 25 but i mean he's kind of like a geek i don't know he just he does not mix the martial arts very well you know, I think that uh, you know, he was coddled for a long time, and then they gave him the Sean Brady fight just to—I mean, nobody wants to fight Sean Brady. It's very, very evident. Um, this guy's been having to sit out, you know, plenty of times. I was just looking at the welterweight like matchups, and you know, every time I was matching him up, like it, like Sean Brady was a lot like outside looking in, um, and he, he literally can't fight anybody. So. You know, they gave him the Matthews. You know, those was kind of like they didn't give a fuck about Matthews anymore. And they're like, yo, Sean, fuck this dude up. But, yeah, I mean, like, Jake Matthews, he doesn't throw that many punches, man. He doesn't go for that many takedowns. He doesn't go for submissions once he does. He's like an in-and-out kind of guy. You know, I think the same kind of way that he fought Emil Meek, I, I think guys are saying, is how he's going to do, do Andre. Basically, he's going to have Andre like kind of like come in, and then he's going to try and tackle him, you know, once he does close the distance a lot. Um, but I just think that I mean I think that the intensity, the amount of strikes that you know Andre Fiallo does throw, you know, at a guy like Jake Matthews, is just gonna be enough for him overall. Like, you know, I think the the issue here is people think that Andre can't really win a decision. Which I mean, come on. Like the thing is, like Jake Matthews, even if you are low on Andre Fiallo's cardio and you know and all that, can, you know, being considered, like even if he's not working that much the other guy he's facing is jake matthews like jake matthews is not gonna run away when any fight whether it be you know he gets to takedown early in the round or late in the round or you know the there it's a close fight where you know uh, andre's volume has fallen off like you know jake matthews is not the guy to pull away from a fight like the most strikes he's ever landed was against uh Jing Yang, which is sixty three in a fucking five round, in a three in a three round fight. Like this guy's not active; he's got no real power. I mean, his wrestling is not that high level, and he he you know he's he's been off for over a year. So, I mean, this price is going down. You know, I'm not I'm I don't want to lay too much juice on you know Andre just because he's uh he's a little wishy washy, but you know under minus one thirty that's what I'm trying to get under minus one thirty. Um, cause I definitely favor him in this fight and, you know, Jake Matthews is not my kind of guy.
0: Yeah. I'm mostly in agreement there. I mean, I think if Matthews, you know, fights to his fullest potential, he could give you all know, problems, but he, he never does that. The guy never mixes it up. He just doesn't really have that, that killer instinct in him. I mean, I think, you know, he's He's a guy who's just been, you know, pushed into this career, and he's a decent athlete. He's a decent, skilled guy. He just doesn't really know how to pull it together, and he doesn't seem like he really like, has that tenacity to win fights at times. Um, while Fiala is, you know, in pretty crazy fights, this dude has, you know, wicked power in his hands. and Nobody can deny this dude It has just, you know, bricks for hands in both hands uh, that he's been connecting on guys and, you know, putting them out and uh, i think he's you know steadily getting better i mean if you watch the uh some of his pfl fights his um he fought a, a really bad fight in, like titan fc two years ago he's getting better fight to fight uh he's you know very active the past few months this is his fourth fight in the ufc by far the most active guy in the ufc this year and uh, i'm interested to see you know what improvements he continues to make um i, I don't really love the fact that he's fighting so often you don't have a whole lot of room to improve in between but um you know i think his takedown defense looked pretty bad in the the fight back in the pfl uh but that was three years ago i think i'm sure he's been getting better i mean apparently he didn't even like speak english back then and he's already speaking english you know a lot better and i'm sure this dude is just learning a ton training at, at uh sanford and he's getting a lot better and i think his takedown defense will be better here Matthews is just going to have to hit an open space takedown. Honestly, he's going to have to time a really good double leg. And, um, you know, that's really Matthews way to win. He needs to hit multiple takedowns here. And even if he gets those takedowns, he doesn't do a whole lot from top position. So we see rounds like this all the time where a guy wins three or four minutes in the grappling. And then the guy gets up and he uh, the guy on bottom lands a few strikes and feel could easily swing these rounds back because he's just a way more damaging hitter. So. Um, you know, I see the 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 path of victory for Matthews with the wrestling. It's a, you know, I, I'm not confident in out's takedown defense at all. There's no real evidence that his takedown defense has improved. So, um, you know, I'd be skeptical of laying the chalk here on out, but I, I'm definitely cheering for out to win. I mean, he's the way more exciting fighter, um, and Matthews is just always underwhelming. i uh, never been a fan of the guy. So, um, you know, it'll be a close decision on either side here. I'm leaning more towards the over than I am the under here, uh, though, Ozzy, to disagree on that one. But enough about this fight. Uh, we have the uh, next fight, lightweight division, Maha Shate taking on Steve Garcia, the line for this one. Steve Garcia, minus 175, Maha Shate, plus 150. So Garcia's been getting some pretty um, pretty steady action the past few days. And he is the, the UFC test the guy. We have seen him uh, you know, in the UFC fights. He won his last fight against uh, Charlie Antiveros. But, man, that Antiveros fight, man, I bet Garcia there, and I feel like like that was like, okay, one and done type of fight. Because, I mean, getting rocked by that guy multiple times, just a terrible look overall. And, and luckily, Auntie Burrows is a terrible grappler, and Garcia got bailed out with those takedowns. But Garcia looked, like, terrible on the feet there. Um, this guy is fragile on the feet. And, uh, Mahishate looks like a pretty solid striker to me. I mean, one of the better Chinese fighters I've seen come off the t- contender series. Uh, he did have a debut fight three or four years ago where he did look like a bad grappler. He did get taken down by this guy, uh, Goncharov several times, but that was three years ago. Um, you know i'm sure he's improved a lot since then uh it was a, a decent showing on the contender series took a beating in round one from estra madura uh, but was able to withstand some big shots come back strong in rounds two and three so he seems to have good cardio he seems durable he seems like a solid striker it's just his defensive grappling is the big question but if this is on the feet i think it's going to be way closer than plus 150 for Mahashate. um and I, I don't really know what this guy's takedown defense is like though so um A tough fight to be confident on, honestly. I'm leaning towards the dog side just because, like I said, this Garcia guy, you can't be trusting him as a favorite after getting rocked by Charlie Antivero several times. So uh, I'm going to China or pass on this one. Um, Garcia, one of two American fighters in the card. He he might take an L here in Singapore.
1: (laughs) This is a funny fight because Mahashate is a fucking savage. Um, And I love this contender fight. I've watched that shit like three times. Um but by then, I had given up on contender series. But you know, overall, I mean, this dude's—I mean, he's a fucking unit for a 155 or He's like six feet tall, or how tall is he? Is he over six? Feet? Yeah, he's six feet. And I don't know. I mean, he could be maybe like closer to—yeah, yeah, he smart. could be closer to six one. He's just a unit. Um, you know, he—he—he he, he threw through some solid strikes. I mean, he's got a chin on him. Obviously, he doesn't quit. He's a t- crazy fucking—you know—crazy dude. in they exchanging strikes. And, I mean, I think that, like, his grappling overall, though, is better than that than uh, Oliver, Antiveros, or whatever his name is. Um, And I think his striking is much better. And the thing with Steve is Steve has not fought that many uh, 155ers. Because, I mean, this dude used to fight at 135. Um, You know, he fucking fought Joe Warren back in the day. But, I mean, so he has not, he's always been a weight bully. Like, he's always cut tons of weight. And now he's only fighting 155ers, and then he got hit by one in Antivero's, and that's maybe why, you know, he 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 almost went to sleep a little bit there. So I'm kind of skeptical about him overall. And the line, I thought the line was in the close, close in. I thought you know Mahashate was going to be like plus 130, but he's like plus 150, plus 155. So I think as a dog, just because I I still don't have any. I mean, not that I don't have any action yet, but. <clears throat> Uh, n- not definitive action. I think the underdog shot on Mahashate on is, is pretty solid overall. And let me see the over. So they're expecting this to get a fi- get finished. And I feel like Mahashate is just not really going to get cut- KO'd by Steve Garcia. Don't get me wrong. Steve Garcia is a savage. But I don't know if he's going to fight smart two times in a row. One, and then two, if it's going to be so easy for him to get these takedowns. So I'll go on Mahashate.
0: Yeah, I mean with Anti Veros, there was like a lot of like proof and proof of fights where he looked like a terrible grappler. But this guy, Mahashate, has only looked like a bad grappler one time in his pro debut three years ago against a Russian guy who's, you know, four and one now. So he's a decent fighter. So I think that people are just, you know, jumping the gun a bit too early on Mahashate being a bad grappler. Um but next like, fight. Other than the Anti Veros fight,
1: two the Other than the Antiveros fight, like there, the the last three wins before that for Garcia, he had uh, or four fights, he had a weight advantage over his opponent, as in he either missed weight or they gave him a catch weight of, so you know what I mean. So and that like he fought a few of them at one forty as well, so he's definitely a weight bully for sure. I think
0: he trains at Jackson Wing too, which is always a bad sign. Um.
1: A little sketchy, and, yeah, but let's go move on. here.
0: uh, next fight, Featherweight Division should be a fun striking fight here. Sungwoo Choi taking on Josh Cooley Bow. The line for this one, Choi is minus 230, Cooley Bow plus 195.
1: Uh, any thoughts on this one, Ozzy? Yeah, 145ers, uh, both with uh, I don't know, both with power, but just both been in fun fights, are pretty active overall. You know, I think that Kulabau, uh, he's shown, I mean, I think he's definitely the more underrated of the two, has had, you know, less uh, relevant fights, um, but has like a little bit more maybe of the well-rounded game. Uh, he's a Gemini as well, which I love. He's, his birthday is right before mine. Um. And, and he won his last fight by just, uh, you know, just, you know, keep it, keeping the fight on the feet. And, you know, I just saw he looked a lot improved there. I mean, I thought the uh, Jordan fight was a, was a good one for him as well. But, um, I mean, I think he's kind of live here at plus uh, 195 or so. You know, I think the, the skill-wise, they match up pretty good. I mean, Colabao has a, has, a, has a decent chin. Um, you know, I think on the feet, his, his striking defense is not that bad. Um, and, you know, he could definitely probably, uh, you know, deny some of the big shots for Choi and then maybe mix it up, fight this fight in the clinch a little bit, you know, look, look for takedowns overall, but I think it's a, this is a much closer fight. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a pick em fight because I do favor Choi on the feet. I think he does throw to like the legs, excuse me, a little bit better, but, uh, Kulabau mixes it up, uh, MMA wise, uh, better. Um, but I think they're they're pretty well matched. So, and and both are pretty tough. So I'm looking at the goes the distance and the over here, which I think the over is uh it's like minus one thirty right now, 135. So one thirty I see a one twenty-seven. So I, I lean that way just because I think uh, you know, I, I don't think these guys are rushing in there too much. They're both, you know, have a few uh UFC fights under their belt. Um Kulabao uh you know, his last two fights have gone the distance since uh and Choi, you know he got uh submitted his last fight but he's a he's a goes the distance guy as well so over two and a
0: half yeah so i'm in agreement with uh your take on the the fight going long i do think it'll probably go over go to the decision uh the the odds are pricing this one like uh Choi is, you know, an incredible knockout artist. And about has no chin at plus one hundred and fifty for Choi knockout. I, I think that's off. I, I think uh, I like the Choi decision line at plus one hundred and eighty here. Um, I mean, I really think this is going to be a striker versus striker matchup. Uh, I would be pretty surprised to see any grappling here. Uh, Choi did hit some brief takedowns um, in in one of his fights. I, f- I forget, what, or I think he hit some on uh, on Gavin Tucker briefly, and then he also hit some uh, on somebody else. Uh, I'm pulling it up here. Uh, on Zalal as well, so maybe we see a little takedown from Kulibao or from Choi. But I, to me, I feel like neither are good enough of a grappler to like hold each other down. So I really expect this one to be completely striking. And um, you know, both guys have decent power. I think it's you know a little bit of a dangerous uh, over goes to distance here because I think they're going to be you know trading a little bit. But I trust the chin of both guys. I think they're pretty evenly matched skill wise. I would give a slight advantage to to Choi. Uh, I think he's got maybe a bit of a speed advantage uh, and. I think he might be a bit longer and taller as well, but uh, I think it's just going to be a close striking fight. I don't see a whole lot of upside for Bao, Uh, but I still wouldn't be interested in laying the, the chalk on Choi for sure at over 200. Uh, but I like the the goes the distance and the Choi decision line here, I think are both worth some bets. And that's going to us on to the last prelim on the card, the middleweight division, my boy, Brendan Allen, taking on Jacob Malkoon. Uh, we have, Allen, biggest favorite or second biggest favorite on the card, minus 305, Jacob Malcoon plus 255. Uh so I'm a huge Brendan Allen fan. This guy's a prodigy, future champ. Uh I'd say probably within like three to four years. And uh Malcoon, um He's a good soldier. You know, he's, he's a decent wrestler. He knows how to get takedowns. He knows how to lay on top. He's a kind of a land prey artist. He probably should have finished uh, both Dobson and both Razak, but he didn't finish either, didn't go for the kill, and that kind of makes me think this guy is never going to finish anyone in the UFC because if he didn't finish those guys when they were gassed and on bottom and doing nothing, I'm not sure he'll ever finish anybody. Uh, Brennan Allen, on the other hand, you know, pretty good finisher. This guy hurts people on the feet, uh, great submission artist, really solid grappler. He tends to make, you know, fights a little bit harder than they have to be. Um, You know, he obviously suffered that that nasty knockout loss to Curtis, got boxed up by Strickland. But this dude's is only losing to really, you know, top 15, top 25 guys. Malcoon is kind of like a middle-of-the-road guy. And I think, uh, you know, Allen's probably going to have him covered everywhere. Allen, big striking advantage, better athlete. Uh, I think he's got the way better jujitsu. I think wrestling is the only area of this fight where it's close so even if Allen gets taken down i think he's gonna sweep i think he's gonna you know use those leg locks to, to sweep and possibly even submit and i'm pretty confident alan's getting the job done here i think he's a good parlay piece uh, i've got him in a parlay uh, with uh, another bet that i'll share later but uh, i mean i think he's you know pretty safe pick here probably one of the safest on the entire card i'm excited to hear you say some good things about my boy uh, alan ozzy i
1: mean y- I mean, I don't know why you're going back to the well with this guy as a favorite. I mean, he, clearly he does not fight optimally. So, you know, I don't know what people are expecting Brendan Allen to do. Um, you know, I think they think that he can box up Jacob Malcolm pretty easily. But when you think about it, you know, this guy's slow. His chin obviously is, is fading uh, and they're favoring this fight to, you know, be finished. I mean i i just think the lines overall you know top to bottom are pretty strange on this fight you know i'm not betting on malcoon for sure just because you know obviously this guy's just like a lamprey artist like i mean it the lines don't even make sense they have like malcoon decision eight to one go inside the distance four to one i don't like how does that i don't know how that makes sense
0: um yeah it doesn't does doesn't it really doesn't
1: really make sense sense to me like uh so yeah i mean i don't i don't really have a lot on this fight you know honestly but you know i would definitely never uh lay juice on brendan allen especially in a fight like this like he was just losing to sam alvey in a striking fight um and then didn't grapple until like very late in the fight i mean i don't know why you would you know rely on this i would take
0: alvey over i would take alvey over malcolm right
1: no i mean i wouldn't but yeah sure you could um, so yeah, I don't know why you like, you'd want to bet this guy again. Like he does not fight smart.
0: He's a winner. He's it's never this game outside about, of America. This game is about pick, picking winners. This game is about picking winners and he's going to win. That's no, all I got to say. He's
1: looking for this guy, Brendan. I'm telling you, Brendan Allen, he's not all there. I've heard his name brought up multiple times about like fighters wanting to like retire early, you know, retire young, like, I'm 25. I got 25 fights blah 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 blah. I don't know how into the the game this guy is. So, definitely a fade for me if anything.
0: No, but you're not but you're not pulling the trigger. So, he's not that much of a fade. He's clearly.
1: definitely a fade fighter. No,
0: I mean obviously I'm joking I'm, just, up, I'm joking about him. I'm just, him, just giving you the champion, facts. But... I
1: don't think this guy is in the game. Like, people treat this guy like he's a top 15 middleweight. I've said it multiple times. He is definitely not.
0: But uh, you 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 talk about this often. The uh, fighters get favors. They get a few fighters to sign as favors. malkun is a favor fighter. He's he didn't get here on merit. He's, he's won
1: multiple. He's won all you know all his fights and stuff for that one.
0: He if, but his his game plan being grappling. He's just going into Brendan's a game as well. And but uh, Brendan Brennan starts Allen slowing ATL down offer. and he,
1: and he just lays on his back. Like I mean, Brendan Allen. That's the thing. Brendan Allen will go on his back and the way he'll get out. He's fighting fucking Kevin Holland, who's super, you know, sloppy or you know, uh GM he did he fight GM3? He fought GM3, right? No, he, didn't no, fight GM3. he
0: didn't.
1: but whatever. He's on the he's on the fucking ground and the guys are letting him up. Malcoon's in a like stick to him like glue and hold him down. So he better he better not get him put on bottom, is all I'm saying. Because I don't think he's getting think, back up.
0: You know, he'll he hook Malcun if he's on bottom. Sure. Um all right, next fight. First fight, main card, uh Fun spot to start off the main card. Polar opposite fighters here. You got the offensive machine Jack della Madalena, and then you got the the decision machine Ramazan Ameev. The line for this one, uh Jack is the favorite, getting pretty good action this week minus one fifty one, and Ramazan Ameev plus one thirty one. So you you going with the new one, prospect, or you going with the old veteran here, Ozzy?
1: Hell no, I'm not going with Jack della Madalena. I mean, I think he's got some good some good skills you know obviously he could you know fight both stances um he finds the chin a lot he's got a diverse amount of strikes uh but i mean you know you're you're freaking you know 10 fights right how many fights do you have he's 13 13 fights in and you're fighting your first russian on a pay-per-view like i just don't think that he's actually you know i mean the thing is like it's like a style thing so you know i don't know about his takedown defense all that much i mean i can see why people like him especially with how they're judging the fights now you know Ameev doesn't do all that much but when this dude does you know dive in for the takedown as intent on uh on getting it i mean he shows pretty high level wrestling and you know his he's he's gone three rounds multiple times before you know in, in 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 pretty intense fights but uh i mean it's pretty good value on the Mive right now because he's obviously a pretty proven welterweight. Um and Jack Della, he I mean against Lusa, you know, they when they started grappling, I was actually surprised. I thought Jack would be able to beat Lusa a lot easier in terms of the grappling, and that was definitely not the case. You know, I mean he rolled them, whatever, they rolled around a bit. Um, but you know, the camp that Jack is uh is training out of you know, I don't think is uh, is the best for, for, for a fight like this. Like, this is, like, you know, contender series. Like, I mean, this is a pretty high-level fight to get put into. So, you definitely think uh, highly of him. Um, but the P. Rodriguez fight doesn't really tell you anything. Uh, Pete Rodriguez was an absolute punching bag. Um, and, you know, Amiv, he's just much better with the feints. Like, it's uh, it's not going to be as easy for Jack to to get off all that offense that he wants to. Um and then, you know, if uh if Amee go, goes to the legs, I do think he'll get takedowns. And it's gonna be all about if his cardio holds up. So, you know, I'll probably side with Ameev, you know, and probably you know, I'm I think I will probably end up playing him uh small and uh and see where that uh see where that takes me. But I also do like the over here because Jack, you know, you saw the Pete Rodriguez fight was an accumulation. I mean a quick I' given a quick accumulation of strikes, and then also the Angelusa fight it was like I don't think he really has one punch power, and Ameev historically is shown to be pretty durable as well, so i'll even with the juice, I'll take the over two and a half.
0: yeah very conflicting fight. I've got you know a good amount of opinions on the fight i, I think the line is um you know I'd say a bit off I mean thinking you know completely um unbiased here, I mean, I do think there's gotta be some value on Ameev. Um, with the you know the possible probable grappling advantage, the experience advantage, UFC experience, the the going the full fifteen minutes, those are a lot of advantages for Amiev. But I also think that um, you know I, I'd rather much rather see Jack Della have success and win the fight and go on to you know be a, a more established fighter in the UFC. You know Amiev is just a, a bad fighter to watch. He's really boring. He's really uh, unexciting. All he does is win by decision. And um, you know getting down to the wrestling here. That's really the big question in the fight, because on the feet, uh, Ameev is not terrible, but I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Jack's going to be throwing a lot more strikes. He's going to be landing more. He's going to be landing to the head of Amiv. Um And Ameev just doesn't hurt people. He never lands hard strikes. He he is susceptible to leg kicks. He's got his leg shut down by calf kicks before. Um, and uh Jack Della Mendelina is just an offensive machine when he's on the feet um, but the, the wrestling is the big question Ameev loves going to that single leg he hit two single legs on Danny Roberts but uh, I mean really watching the Roberts fight I mean Roberts isn't a bad defensive grappler but he can be taken down he can be hold, held down he makes a lot of mistakes and Ameev was actually the one making more grappling mistakes in that fight he took Roberts down he went to get a back take he, he lost the back take he ended up uh, losing the position um, so He really didn't have a whole lot of grappling success at all in that fight. And he also doesn't land a whole lot of strikes. And that's why he got, you know, kind of hosed in that fight. Uh, Pretty controversial decision. Uh, I mean, Amit probably deserved the first two rounds. But this guy just doesn't put a stamp on the judges. I mean, he lost a split decision in his last fight. The Zawada fight probably shouldn't have been a split decision at all. And that was somehow a split. So I think the judges just don't like this guy's style and um he, he the most strikes he's ever landed in 15 minutes was 53 he, he doesn't land a lot of strikes he doesn't go for submission so let's say best case scenario he takes Jack Della uh down here and gets a lot of top time it kind of reminds me of the of the feel-out fight I was talking about earlier where Ameev might win three or four minutes with his grappling here but still lose these rounds just because Jack could get up and land some strikes in the last minute and steal the round back so man I I think I think Jack has the higher ceiling as a fighter. Honestly, I really hope this guy turns out to be legit. And I mean, uh, last thing I'll say is his takedown defense. People will point to the Lusa fight. Oh, he slipped. He got um, you know. Taken down. He got put in an arm triangle. Well, he defended a a, a locked in arm triangle. He got back up to the feet and he won that round unanimously. So that shows me this this guy, he makes up for those mistakes and he lands a whole lot of strikes. He wins rounds. He's got good cardio and he had some bad grappling in the regional scene, but that was years and years ago. He's gotten a lot better since then. That's kind of the theme of this card. Um, A mistake I've been making lately is like Thinking, oh, this fighter showed a weakness years and years back. They're still going to have that same weakness. But you know, I'm I'm kind of undervaluing these guys improving, and they are improving a lot. And uh, you got to factor that in. So, I'll be picking Jack here. No bet so far. Um, one but, one but Amiv other sadly thing, is probably the betting side.
1: Yeah, one other thing. You know, I'm getting conflicting reports. This is actually really funny. Um, if uh, if Amiv is a Gemini, because I am seeing May 20th on his Wikipedia on topology on all these websites but on ufc.com they've got him for may 23rd which would make him a gemini so that's some imp- important bit of information i think uh, i'm going to try to find that out um you know uh between today and and the fight day and uh and and yeah maybe i'll mention it to a few people if i do get that confirmed so you know up for debate right now obviously may 20th last day to be a gemini and uh, it's obviously Gemini season. But yeah, let's move on.
0: Well, Jack, Jack Dell is a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. So I like those vibes there. Um, next fight, banger of a fight, uh, flyweight division. Manal Cop taking on Hojirio Bontarin. And the odds for this one have Cop as the favorite minus 225, Bontarin plus 190. So. Um, I, I like Kopp in this fight. I think, uh, you know, this guy is getting a lot better. We saw him look, you know, like a bad grappler, have some bad grappling moments back in rising. But I think he's really working on that. Um, he's gotten better with his takedown defense. The Nikolau fight, I think showed that uh, he was able to escape bottom there. Once he was able to stuff a few takedowns, did get taken down and settled on bottom one time there. But I think that honestly, uh, Nikolau is a better grappler than bontra And you'd probably agree with that, right? Ozzy? Yeah, definitely. He- yeah, so uh, I mean, Bontrun can hit takedowns. He can get a back to control guys, but he tends to slow down when he does that. He somehow slowed down versus the Weasel Royval and found a way to lose that that close decision there. Um, I just don't think this guy's gas tank is th- that good, especially when pushed in higher pace fights. But that also brings up the concern with Cop is his his criticism has been he doesn't let it go. He doesn't have the best output. He's been in close fights. The Pantoja fight, the Nikolai fight were both decisions that he could have won, but he just didn't quite do enough there. But, um, you know, the Zuma fight, I think, was a slight improvement. He he smashed Zuma Gulov with calf kicks. He bombed on him with punches. I mean, this dude has nasty power, really good boxing technique from Cop as well, and he's just a hell of an athlete. He's hard to hold down. He's improving his defensive grappling skill, and I just feel bontran is going to have limited success grappling here, and I just see Cop as way, way more durable. I mean, he ate some bombs from Zuma and ate that fine, and uh, Bonterin, uh we have seen a uh, hurt a little bit. I think they cop is just a better boxer more durable better athlete i think the fight favors him the longer it goes as well so it might be a close round one bontran might get a takedown. What's sup everybody we have our weekly audio issue so i was saying the bontran has a decent chance to win round one he might get takedowns but i think he's going to slow down and i think cop is actually going to probably knock him out in these later rounds so i think it's uh those late knockout props are a good bet for cop
1: the now, goods I a- man i forget who they had on these guys they had cop fighting who sumiderji it was like fuck like how could that i mean that's the funny thing (laughs) that cop is like 40 cents i mean or way more favored than he would be against sumiderji and i think that's like an easier fight honestly um which is kind of funny when you think about it i agree right it's kind of interesting right um that uh cop you know you only had it was like minus 150 against sumiderji and now you got to pay this but I mean, I like him as well here. I mean, you know, that last fight, he just, I mean, he fucking murdered Zumagulov. Like, obviously, he was a little enhanced there. um, But, you know, I don't think he's probably carrying that with him over here. Or if he is, fuck it, I don't care. Um, But, you know, Bontarin just slowed down so much in that Roy Val fight. It was a little little disappointing, obviously, right? He, He only needed a little bit in, like, either of those rounds that he lost to win the fight. But overall, like I think, I mean, I think this has the potential to be a close fight. That's why I'm not jumping all over the cop side. Like I said, I think it's a premium price you got to pay for him. Um, you know, I, th- I do think that uh Bonterin is there to be hit a bit, especially for a guy in in in, in cop who looks for count, uh, looks to counter one, and then two when he does initiate offense, he'll do it southpaw or uh, right handed uh, as well. And you know, he has a pretty decent grappling game. His conditioning, I think, has looked pretty good. Um in, in like the few fights that he's had in the UFC. And I think he could get off to a fast start here, you know, and get ahead on uh on Bonterin. And, you know, his wrestling is pretty good. Um so my you know concern would be, you know, Bonturin obviously taking uh taking Cop down and holding him down. But I mean Cop, I don't know about his like prolonged bottom game, but he's usually pretty uh Tough to hold down initially, so I don't know if you know he's gonna need those Brandon Roy Val kind of like uh you know get ups or he's like initiating scrambles and stuff like that. Um, so I'll pick uh, a cop too as well. Um, you know, the over again is interesting to me just because these are 125ers and you're getting a plus uh plus number on the uh, over two and a half, but uh, but I'll just go by uh or uh cop for the win as a pick.
0: Is the over one and a half or two? Two and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I think it that
1: could get dicey towards the end. It could. It could definitely. I mean, Botran, you know, he he's gonna try to grapple, I think, a lot. But I don't know. I mean, he looked good. He's looked good in a few of his fights. So, you know, Botterin's definitely not like not a bad fighter at all. No. You know, dead, dead. Yeah, no, nah, he's not definitely I would dead,
0: say uh so. starts round three minus one ten is probably a little better. Only twenty cents difference and you get two and a half minutes. Because round three, I think it should look pretty lopsided for Cop because uh you know Bontran slows down, so could get Harry there late. Um next fight, women's straw weight rematch of the greatest women's fight ever. The Queen Yoanna and JJ taking on Waley Zhang. The betting line for this one, uh Zhang is the favorite, minus one seventy three, Joanna plus one forty eight. So uh 27 month layoff for Joanna here, Ozzy. Does that uh does that scare you into not picking her, or are you going with uh the better fighter anyway?
1: Yeah, I mean it doesn't really scare me all that much. Obviously, you have to take it into consideration, but jo- Joanna's saying all the right things. You know, she's you know, she knows that she can't give away rounds that you know she needs to get going uh you know right away. I mean, she looks pretty tight on pads, honestly. Um, you know, I know that she's been training for this fight for a long time. You know, I, I think they wanted to get this fight done, like, as, uh, when did Rose fight? Rose fought, uh, uh, what's her name, jo, uh, Zhang Zhang in November, yeah. right? It was in November. So, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, uh, Joanna was trying to fight this girl in, like since, like, April or March. So, she's been training a, a lot. I think that she's in shape. I think she's ready. I mean, this girl has, you know, so many previous fights to UFC as well like, you know, not like, including, like, kickboxing and stuff like that, that, you know, a break for her, you know, I don't think is that bad. You know, I think, you know, it's going to be common that you're going to see this in the next few years in MMA is that, like, there has to be someone who, like, um takes the longevity, like takes the, the, the torch, like extends the career, right? So you're seeing it in these other weight classes, right? Like Glover and, you know, whatever, like, you know, let's say uh, Figueredo even, right? He's like 34 at at, at 125. So you're going to see on the women's side soon some of these girls that are maybe a little older that are doing, you know, a little bit better than you think at a more advanced age. And why can't Joanna, you know, who is a pioneer in women's MMA, be the first girl to fight, you know, a little bit, you know, be high level, you know, between thirty-five to forty, you know, I definitely think, you know, that can happen, you know, uh, she she's probably going to be on a fight like two two times a year, you know, plan at, at at worst, so you know, I I think that she has like you know maybe like five to six more fights in her at the tip-top level, um, which should translate to like th- th- maybe like three years overall, but going into the matchup, you know, I think. I think that uh, Joanna, you know, her, her kick game, I think is pretty solid. I think I saw some regression in Wei Lee's overall striking game, you know, in, in these uh, past two uh, fights against Rose. You know, obviously it being th- uh, three rounds is a concern, but I just feel like, uh, you know, if, if Joanna, you know, knowing that it's a three-round fight, a little bit more defensively uh you know present I think she she's gonna be able to to just heighten you know her uh, her overall uh, advantage I think that the the damage you know that Whaley was putting out in the first fight was uh was encouraging uh Joanna to, to maybe take a little bit more risk and you know that's why you Saw her get clipped on on a few times, but I think if she is if she's actually fighting smart and to the best of her capabilities, you know she's probably able to 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 cut in on the opportunities that Zhang has. Like I said, I think that Zhang, you know, with the wrestling and the grappling and all that, how that's been a focus for her in her last two fights because she had to fight Rose has taken away a little bit from her striking, and I don't really know if she's gonna be getting that back overall. Like you know. So, you know, I think that Joanna, she's going to keep it tight. She's going to win this fight, you know, by decision, most likely. So, you know, I'll take her on the money line here. You know, I don't want to get too crazy with it. But I think that this is a, a incorrect pricing overall just because, you know, one, I don't think Zhang is going to be able to take Joanna down. And then, two, I, I just... Pretty much know what I'm going to get from Joanna, you know, uh, unless her chin is, you know, shot, which I got no reason to think that, you know, I'm pretty sure what I'm going to get from her striking wise. And uh, and this girl is just uh, very, very consistent overall. So I think that uh, she's able to avoid some of those big hooks, you know, encounters from Zhang, fight the fight on her script and uh, take a decision win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got to have faith in Yoana uh, here. I, I do consider her, the, you know, the better skilled fighter. It, it's just, you know, she's a, at a bit of an athletic disadvantage. Uh, Zhang, obviously, a crazy athlete. Also, I don't know if it's Zhang or Zhang. They, they change it all the time. I'm going with Zhang. I find it easier to say. Uh, I'm sorry if you're offended, Wei Li. I know you're an avid listener. But anyway, um, the first fight, you know, years back, I mean, I don't how know how anybody could say that fight wasn't 50-50. Um, maybe you can give a, a 55 45 advantage to one woman, but they have Zhang here at you know 63 64 percent. I think that's a bit disrespectful to Joanna. Uh, they're, they're saying they're probably factoring in Yoana has slowed down, but I mean, Joanna showed no real signs of slowing versus Zhang. I mean, she still looked like a great fighter, uh, offensively, defensively, defensive, grappling wise. I mean, she looked great in every aspect of that fight. Her cardio was good, her output was good. I mean. I didn't see anything really bad from Joanna in that fight, and I think Zhang, you know, massively overperformed. I mean, she never went five rounds before, and all of a sudden she was able to go five hard rounds against Joanna, who's been five rounds, you know, numerous times. And you know, Zhang has continued to impress me. Honestly, I'd say she looked better in the the second Rose fight than she ever did. She hit some nice open space takedowns, and I think that's going to be a big factor here because in the first fight you saw Zhang look to hit takedowns against the fence. She'd push Joanna against the cage and Joanna would defend because she's extremely comfortable defending takedowns with her back against the cage but in the open space takedowns it becomes a, a bit of a different ball game where zang can maybe leverage that athletic advantage that youth uh to maybe get her down in open space so look out for that here look out for zang to you know show show off that double leg that she learned uh you know training with the training that fight ready and you know that could be a big factor in this fight but if the fight stays standing i mean Joanna is the better skilled striker. I mean, everybody, you know, has to agree with that. Sure, Zhang might hit a little harder. She might punch a little harder. But the overall striking skill, the, the diversity of strikes, the defense is so much better for Joanna. And uh, Zhang tends to just rely on her crazy athletic attributes. She's super tough. She ate a ton of strikes from Joanna in the first fight. But maybe, you know, that durability is not quite there. We saw her obviously get caught with a head kick and knocked out by Rose. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I got to go with Joanna here. I think the striking favors her. She's going to be winning the fight on the feet. Uh, if the first fight ended after three rounds, she would have won a split decision. Um, and I just think that Joanna can can, uh, can win the fight with her striking here. I think her takedown defense should hold up. Uh, unless we really see Zhang time, a really well-timed double leg in the center of the cage. Um, I just got to trust Joanna here. And the odds, I mean... I'm okay with Zhang being a slight favorite. Maybe minus one thirty would be okay. But where it's at now, come on, throw some respect on Joanna's name. Uh, give me Joanna at plus one, you know, forty-eight. You know, maybe the price will continue to go up. Uh, Zhang has actually got some action the past few days, so continue to monitor this price and uh, go Yoanna. Uh, that'll take us to the co-main event. Shevchenko defending her belt against Talia Santos. Uh, Shevchenko the favorite, minus six hundred. Santos plus four hundred. I'll try to keep this one, uh, you know, short because I don't like analyzing Shevchenko fights. I mean, if if we're thinking of a woman to, to defeat Shevchenko at this point, um, it, it should be probably a, a top-heavy grappler, right? She's been, she got taken down. Um, hold on, Ozzy. can you uh, unplug your mic quick? I'm getting a little echo. Um, we we saw we saw. Um, shevchenko's struggle against jennifer maya she got taken down and lost around there really that's the weakest that she's looked in in the past several years uh you know since juliana pena took her down back in the day but that's really how shevchenko uh is at her most uh weak is is being taken down in the wrestling and you know talia santos is a pretty strong capable wrestler she's taken down and outgrappled her best several opponents jillian robertson molly mccann roxanne even was able to drop and, and finish uh Joanne uh, would on on the feet uh, show off her her submission game there and I think you know I've seen enough from Santos to to throw a small dog shot on her here you don't have to be overly confident you just have to say oh value is value small bet on Santos I took her at plus 500 uh, for a half a unit you know don't have to think too much about it uh, I mean I'm just tired of Shevchenko uh, I, I want to see her lose. And, uh, you know, getting a, a, a semi-competent wrestler against her is good enough at plus 500 for me. I mean, if it stays in the feet, Shevchenko is probably in a clown or she's got a huge speed advantage um santos is kind of a plodding slow puncher on the feet she hits hard she, she's she got decent boxing but i mean i just think the speed the footwork is going to be way an advantage for shevchenko so talia's got to push the pace get those takedowns i mean she's drawn slim i'd say her chances you know 15 20 percent uh but you know that's enough for me for a half unit bet so go go santos hope she pulls off the upset
1: um so I don't have as much disdain for Valor- Valentina Shevchenko. I appreciate greatness while it's here. Um, unlike my uh m- m- my friend here. I mean, you know, and Santos, I think, you know, she's pretty solid as well. I've won some good, you know, some decent money on her overall in her fights. You know, I think she was underrated, you know, for a bit. And I mean you know shorty's solid, you know shorty is definitely solid you know she she keeps a good guard and a good uh you know you know frame in the stand up she's got some power. You know, she'll, she'll, she'll throw to land as well. You know, like I say a lot of times, sometimes these women's MMA fighters, like, you know, they'll throw a punch at you, and if they had a fucking knife in their hand, it wouldn't do anything to their opponent. And Talia, you know, Talia is definitely not like that. You could ask Joanne Wood, you know, and when she is on the ground, you know, she's not that bad. She's not a bad grappler. She's a pretty good grappler, actually. You know, I definitely think she's better than, like, Jennifer Maya and, you know, some of those other, you know, girls that... uh that uh, Valentina has butchered. So, you know, I'll say it again, man. I have b- was able to win money on Holly Holm beating Ronda and on uh, Juliana beating, you know, uh, men Nunes. And, and you just pick a time when you're going to fade these girls. You're a little selective, you know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously maybe you don't bet on Lauren Murphy, but you bet on Jessica Andrade and, you know, whatever. It is, and you don't bet on Jessica. I, but you know, you gotta even if you don't think that Santos will win, one of these girls has to give out Tina one of these days, like it has to happen, you know. And and, and, and Santos is definitely b- different than some of these other bitches, you know, like Liz Carmouche and Andra. like these girls are like very Liz Carmouche, not that she's not that, it, but she's stronger, but like between Jennifer Maya, you know, Lauren Murphy, Andre, up a weight class. They don't got the goods physicality-wise that Santos has. And that usually is what carries you sometimes in these women's divisions. So obviously, you know, uh Santos is not for the Southpaw, I don't think. Which is pretty big considering, you know, that left head kick that Valentina excuse me throws from that left hand side. But, you know, um what's it called? Uh um Santos is a 93 kid as well and you know how i'm big on that and uh i believe she's a gemini as well so you know i think it's oh no she's not a gemini but i think you know it could potentially be her time i think because she could get in inside you know maybe work that clinch game you know and i actually do favor this fight to go over that three and a half um you know she she just missed uh, being a gemini so it's very very interesting there as well But yeah, I think over three and a half. Santos is tough, you know. I think they're gonna grapple a little bit, you know. And you know, I think left head kick for Valentina, though most likely way she wins, you know. But uh, but I'll pick, I'll pick Valentina. I don't, I don't think I'll take the dog shot, but I'll, uh, or maybe I will. I don't know. I want, I need to get plus five hundred again. Has gone now, right? Yeah, I need to get that. So uh, over three and a half for me, little play.
0: All right, that's going to take us to the main event, light heavyweight division, highly anticipated fight. What the, what what are you doing? You're breathing in the mic. Um, Glover to share the champion taking on Jerry Prochaska, the the challenger. But he's the favorite. You got the fa- the the challenger is the minus two hundred favorite. You don't see that too often. The champ plus one seventy five in the comeback. Uh, you think this line is accurate, Ozzy? You think there's a little bit of disrespect for Glover built in here?
1: No, there's Duffy's a little bit of value on the Glover side, just because, I mean, Glover, I mean, Glover is the original, um, or, like, not the original, but, like, he's, like, not not that he's a stereotypical Brazilian, but, like, you know, Brazilians that, like, they want to get on top and submit you, right, with the wrestling, but also, like, they'll bang with you a little bit, right, you know, with the boxing and in the pocket, and I think that's what goes uh, undersold with Glover, like, people don't think of as or remember as much. That I mean, if you want to stand in the pocket with him, he's fucking down because he's got big power and he throws he's very, very basic, right? He'll throw his jab cross hook, right? And he's killed a lot of guys with the left hook. I mean, look, ask uh Anthony Smith. Like he was getting tagged with that. Ask uh, you know a number of these guys you know he's he he keeps it simple you know and 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 guys do get clipped at that left hook you know they don't see it coming and you know Yuri you know he does fight with his hands down you know sometimes when he's go- coming in but this guy's a director of violence a composer you know of 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 just punches beating faces elbows hitting you know kicks I mean this guy bold claim but I think man I think this guy could maybe. I don't know. Like I, I can see him being a double weight world champion potentially, depending on how how his how he takes the wrestling. Yeah, heavyweight. Depending on how he takes the wrestling, because he's just fucking massive. I mean, this guy's six 80 inch wingspan. Um, and I mean, he's different on the feet, man. There's, I like, I don't know if people see it, but like the way he moves, the way he finds these strikes. Like, it's not a coincidence. This guy landed that spinning back elbow. Like, who, who, who? Who hits a spinning back elbow in the middle of a chaotic fight like that? You know, in their first main event ever. Like, not many people. Um, and he's only lost, you know, three. You know, obviously three times, and a few of them were like a little sketchy overall. Um, right, like he had to fight King Mo. You know, he had to fight two, like three times in one night, or some shit. Like, that, like three times over like three days, or something like that. So, you know, some sketchy losses in there. But, I mean, Glover could definitely win. I mean, I've ridden Glover, you know, like the good soldier that he is. I mean, this guy's been plus 200 multiple times. But, I mean, I would take him inside distance here. You could get, you know, plus 275 for that, you know, plus 300 maybe some places. And I think if he wins this fight, it's, you know, landing a big shot on on Yuri and then getting a takedown or, you know, getting on top of him, you know, once he is down or taking him down and you know and progress in position because Glover is not here to fuck around, man. Like this guy's coming here for the finish. Um, you know, Nikita uh, Kurlov is the only person to have been able to survive, you know, uh grappling with him, right? I think they exchanged some grappling positions yeah. there. And the whole fight was and, grappling. Yeah, the whole fight was grappling. But Yuri's not gonna be able to do that. And um and, and I think Glover knows that like you know a certain point he needs to you know finish this guy because you know if he he is getting tired i don't know who's getting tired but like if if uh glover at any point slows out, i think that yuri's gonna knock his ass out unless he's gassed too um just cuz you know Glover's just way too slow like so even if, if he's if he's tired and he slows down from like his his normal uh, normal pace without Yuri being uh compromised I think Yuri knocks him out so you know I'll pick uh, I'll I'll still probably pick Yuri just cuz I want him to I mean I love Glover but I just think that Yuri's has potential to be an all-time great uh so I'll pick him um but I think it'll be a good fight so I think it'll be interesting
0: yeah, I mean two obvious outcomes seem, you know, probable here. You know, not too much original analysis. Obviously, either Glover takes him down and submits him, or Yuri, you know, hits him on the feed, knocks him out. Um, and I'm pretty sure you know 90 percent chance one of those is happening i mean the only other thing i could see happening is maybe glover getting like a ground and pound tko somehow if jerry covers up and doesn't go up his neck but i mean i really don't see this one going the distance i mean um i'm thinking this fight is ending before the third round i'm, I'm really sure it's ending before the fourth round so um I've got uh, a bet on this fight for it to not go to the third round. So it does not start round three I got 138. And then what I mentioned earlier, the, uh, a parlay uh, of uh, Brendan Allen for this fight to not start round four at minus 225 there along with Brendan Allen. And I just think that it's such so inevitable that these guys are gonna collide at a high pace, and the striking exchanges are gonna be crazy they're gonna you know likely be really dangerous for Glover because Jerry is just so much you know faster, he's a better athlete, he's more powerful, and he's more durable as well so I mean, he was eating straight le- left hands from Dominic Reyes with no issue. I mean, he ate some big shots there. Um, and really, you know, the fight is, comes down to wrestling. You know, will Teixeira be able to get that takedown before he gets hurt on the feet? And Yuri has looked like a bad grappler uh, in, in Ryzen. We saw him get taken down uh, by Carl Arbuckson for long periods of time. Um, I think and there was another guy too, Brandon, Brandon, something took him down, uh, Halsey, Brandon Halsey took him down. He briefly gave up his back there. So he seems like not a very experienced wrestler grappler. Obviously he's probably been working on that for the past several years, been training that fight ready with Cejudo. And I'm sure he's, you know, working on that as his main, uh, you know, goal for this camp, this fight got pushed back longer and longer. So I feel like, the more time Jiri had to prepare, the, just like the the better his chances got because he trains that takedown defense. He's getting better in that area. And the athletic gap is only getting, you know, wider. I mean, is getting older. Jiri uh, is still, you know, in his physical prime. And, uh, you know, don't forget, guys, Jiri coming off one of the fights of the year, one of the knockouts of the year, definitely top five fights, top five knockouts of last year, just a vicious spinning elbow that Ozzy was talking about. Um, you know, I remember Ozzy and I were pretty high on Jerry all week going into that fight, and, and you know, it just was exceeded expectations. That was just amazing to watch. Um, so I think Jerry's going to be landing some hands on on Glover. I think that Glover is going to have to immediately close the distance. I mean, even if this fight stays in the striking realm for 15, 30 seconds, I think it's he's really live to get hurt. I mean the round one, round two of this, the, the Tiago Santos fight, it might be, maybe even three times uh, Glover got dropped hard on the feet in the first, you know, 30 seconds of that fight. And I think it's going to be even more live here with Jerry, considering he's a better athlete. He's a better, uh, you know, powerful guy than Santos at this point in his career. So I'll be going with Jerry. Uh, I think he gets the job done by knockout in, in the first two rounds. And I really think it's going to be the first round. I think, I think honestly, either guy, it's going to be round one. It's either Jerry Jiri's going to hurt him and finish him in round one or Jiri swings wild, gets taken down, tries to give up his back or, or tries to get up, gives up his back and gets, you know, finished there. So I think it's ending early and I would be, you know, shocked to see this get out of the second round. Um, so that's the way I'm playing the fight. And uh, that'll take us into our best bet parlay of the week. And I'll start this one off because mine is on this fight. It is a line that is available on FanDuel right now. It is a line I was just talking about for the fight not to start the third round at minus 138. It's minus 140 on DraftKings. So it's a good price there. I mean, I just think this one is ending in the first two rounds 70, 80% of the time. So there's big value on that, and that'll be my best bet of the week. Ozzy, how about you? What is your best bet of the week?
1: Cool. So, yeah, I was going to go I was in between either the Kula Bao over or the Dana versus Kong Ho Kong, Kong Ho, Kong Ho, Hang Ho, whatever the fuck his name is. They put it backwards. They put it forwards. Who the fuck knows? Um, I think I'm going to go with which one you think is better.
0: I think, let's see. I think the cool one, honestly,
1: I think the cool one over more. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, the knock could get exposed on the ground a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Cool is pretty solid. I, I, I just don't think cool is going to finish. So I'll take cool the over two and a half there. Um, you know, and go with that.
0: All right, so that is uh it's -140 on DraftKings for both of these lines. Uh I'll figure out what that comes out to. I'm pretty sure it's uh let me let me calculate it here uh comes out to plus 193 minus 140 and minus 140 plus 193 we've been in a slump i don't think we've hit one of these in a few weeks ozzy so we need some fucking winners um but uh you know fun card from a betting perspective competitive fights honestly you know can't be too mad about competitive fights they're all pretty closely lined in like the plus 100 200 range only a few big favorites so um you know i'm looking forward to the card We got uh, the road to the UFC starting in a few hours. I'm sure those will be some fun fights, a lot of UFC going on, and a long stretch of consecutive uh, fight cards in a row. So um, that'll do it. Any closing thoughts here, Ozzy?
1: Nope.
0: All right. That'll do it, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the fights this weekend. Hope you all win some bets, and we'll see you before the next UFC card next week. Peace out, everyone.